Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Vinyl Free For All. Hello. Hello. Ahoy. Ahoy. Have you ever gotten to the point where you're like, really tired so you're just kind of scrolling and then you like look at what you're actually watching and you're like oh what am i does that ever happen uh no okay but i don't i don't like do that so like i don't i I explain (laughs) i am very tired uh because i am trying to fit in two weeks worth of work in like four days which is a mistake uh true could have been some better planning so I was kind of trying to um, uh, kind of like decompress and like just kind of like go blah for a moment. And I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling and all of a sudden I'm like, why am I watching a video of some dude pouring m- melted silver into an avocado? <laughs> like, what? I mean, I, I think I need to back that is a good that. question. <laughs> I do that thing on YouTube where I see like watching something and then I like see the suggested thing and I go, okay, I have to know what that is. I need, oh. to, I need, I mean, that's how I ended up watching like ghost town boy. Right. That's how that happened. So like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that's or like other, other random things that are associated with that. So you're like, okay. So I kind of know what you're saying. Right. But like, <clears throat> yeah, since I'm not a big scroller of the things, I don't really know. But I can see how that would happen, right? Because like it's really it does that thing where it like switches up on you all of a sudden. You're like that was nowhere near where I started. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I was watching videos of like people and their dogs or really, like podcast stuff, and now this is melted silver being poured into an avocado. Don't <laughs> don't know. Did did you know why he was pouring silver into an avocado? No, it was one of those. um, Also, the other thing that doesn't help is that usually when I'm doing that scrolling, uh, the phone is on mute. uh, And so I have no idea Ah. what sound is. So I'm sure I'm sure if I went back and found it, which I will literally never be able to do because that's how the Internet works. um, And that's how Instagram works. um, I'm sure it had like some sort of ASMR uh, aspect because as it was pouring in, it was then cooling and then like bubbling and spitting out as it was um, as the the water from the avocado was interacting with the melted <laughs> silver. So I'm sure there was some sort of like yeah, but that's not like a soothing sound. It's like a violent reaction noise. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's like that's not like a soothing like ah uh, here's some relaxing background noises. No, that's like a violent like hissed steam like instant sublimation noise that's like look oh man that's not, cool I, that was, <laughs> i'm not uh, i'm not judging what people find relaxing i mean that's true <clears throat> but still anyway i would like that also seems like a waste of, i mean i guess you could just remelt it yes because it's that's how silver that's how metal works but like <laughs> exactly that seems like if it was silver that seems like a bit of an expensive experiment to just like fling at an avocado because silver is not cheap, right? Like, they're <laughs> technically precious metal. So, like, you True. know. But I think, seems well, I weird. Think between that, I'm trying to figure out, uh, but it also has a pretty, I don't know, not pretty, but it has a lower ish melting point. Uh, I think that's true, yeah. So, I think that's another reason. Uh, Maybe. Again, low. When you say low melting point of a metal, it just means not 7,000 degrees. That's what that means. <laughs> it's less true. than steel. Right? Less than iron, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Let me see. Oh, I've pulled up the melting chart. Melting point chart. And of course, it is not in order. Why is it in? Oh, my gosh. This is... Uh, really silver good. is... Silver is seventeen hundred degrees. Pretty high. So it's not. But the it's higher that, than I was. But yeah. No, the chart that I pulled up, the metals are ranked in alphabetical order, <clears throat> not in order of not melting. by melting point. No. 
a terrible chart. <laughs> it would be a love. I have, oh man, I is there one that's by melting point? Because I bet that would be a lovely little curve, right? Mm-hmm. It would be. Well, except I mean, yeah, maybe not curve, but like it would be much more pleasing it to would, look at. Definitely. Well, I mean, here's so here's a bar graph. Um, that actually is actually much helpful. That, that's that's better. Of course, it's on Pinterest. I don't like Pinterest because they I can never actually get to what I want whenever one of those images comes up and it's like sign in and then it's like no that's and true anyway well, even if you do sign in then it's like what did you want like I can't yeah you're like oh what? you're looking for what you're like what the- <sighs> I don't like it because it's not an organized search you can't like search things like it just brings up like 700,000 other things people posted and you can't like filter searches in any meaningful way yeah and so you just get like stuff because I had to do that for some of my education classes they're like oh yeah here's here you can use Pinterest to do this stuff I'm like no what if no because I just don't I, I my brain doesn't work that way <clears throat> right like I can't <laughs> I if I'm searching for something, I want the a uh, uh, thing, uh-huh. you know, not like twenty tangentially related things that are not in order, and they're just like everywhere. <laughs> I don't want that. No. It's like it's okay. Here you go. Here's an analogy for you. <laughs> it's this might not make sense to literally anybody, but it's like going into a Barnes and Noble versus going into a books a million you know what that is a um a reference that a, a large chunk of the population <laughs> no one's gonna get that no no one is because i think the uh, proportion of people who have been into a barnes and noble or a book a million let alone somebody who has spent any appreciable time in both of them to have understood the difference in um uh, organization or uh, lack thereof in books and millions case <laughs> just like here's literally a million books on the shelves have fun losers like that's what it feels like when you go to that store <laughs> it's just like or okay if you're it's like uh, a like a I don't know like a used bookstore yes. versus a flea market yes right that might be more <laughs> useful like a used bookstore usually they're quite curated and they have everything like put in certain areas and then like a flea market where it's like boxes full of books literally <laughs> just that's what pinterest is it's a yes. flea market book bin where you have no idea what's in there it's just like a big mystery but what i hear from it was just like oh i heard you want books these are technically books book? but it's like a book and one of them, you're like, I'm pretty sure this is a scroll. And they're like, ah, oh, it's close enough to a book. I think it has paper. And you're like, this is not helpful at all. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just like, this is the worst thing ever. I don't want this. Get out. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I discovered. I discovered. Also, yeah. this chart is very beautiful. You're going to have to post it somewhere for the viewers uh, to see. This it it sure. is as beautiful as I thought. And silver is definitely on the far left-hand side. Far it's left very left. low down. I think. I think definitely below so, 2000 degrees. Definitely below 2000. So my only other thing is I, I assume it's silver, but it very, very easily could be lead. Um, it probably is lead. It's probably be. lead for this kind of thing. Uh, now that lead I see where melts it like lead no temperatures. Lead. Yeah. It's like <laughs> very much more reasonable temperatures for that. You seem like a lighter and you can melt some lead. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, you like, hold it in your hands and breathe on it. Yeah. You'll be like, Ooh, yeah, here we go. So yeah, I think, I think that, that is i mean it's not like mercury whose melting point is like literally negative 50 degrees fahrenheit so yeah that's true uh, that's true i don't they don't have mercury on this no that would be exciting to see like the negative side like like what it's literally never solid and if it is i want one of these for gases this would be beautiful oh it would definitely be negative uh oh so i was gonna say uh, i have discovered in our little town uh an amazing used bookstore and uh, used a music store. So they have um, a bookstore nice. side, and then on the other side is uh, CDs, 
and uh, uh, vinyl. Uh, and you can walk up and they have little vinyl record players uh, stationed around the perimeter and uh, headphones. So you can go up. And oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You can listen to your vinyl. That's definitely better than the flea market vinyl selection. You want to talk about a free for all <laughs> antique store slash free flea market vinyl box. Oh my gosh. It's the craziest thing ever. Especially here in Southwest Missouri, because it's mostly like 700 gospel records or like classic country records. And then all of a sudden, there's just like ACDC. You're like, what? What? Where did that go? <laughs> like, or like, just all these like crazy stuff. And then the last time I was in the flea market, we went just for like funsies, uh, as you do sometimes. Uh-huh. And there was like, Every Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass record in this box. And I had to like restrain myself from buying them all. <laughs> they were all literally all of them were in this every wow. single one. Except for like one that I could think of, right? Like my goodness. Yeah. I was like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. The Herb Albert collection. But that's Very lovely. Kind of cool, fun stuff that you can kind of stumble upon. But you're right. It's one of those things of like, but if you want to stumble upon that, you have to be pretty dedicated to going to those kind of things. Yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I guess that's the appeal of Pinterest is like that mindless. You can do that like scrolling thing like you're talking about. You just kind of scroll through just kind of absentmindedly. And then if you find something cool, you're just like, oh, I'm going to save that. Blam. Right. right. It is kind of like the flea market where you're sort of like aimlessly wandering around. You're like, that's somebody's bed sheets. That's literally something someone bought two days ago and decided they didn't want. Uh, you know, here is a box of eight tracks from 1971. Like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, here is a typewriter. Like, oh, that's really cool. Here's like a world atlas from like 1937. And then, you know, right next to it's like, Here's someone's grandma's ugly dishes that nobody wants. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, see previous episode where we talked about um, uh, uh, stuff and organizing. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, but it uh, apparently Pinterest is actually super good if you are a business selling things. Uh, Pinterest gets a ton of traffic, and I guarantee you, it's because. And they always, I, people be like, wow, Pinterest drives a lot of traffic and they get a bunch of clicks and views. And I guarantee you, I, I, I would, I would wager $5 that it is uh, the vast majority of people who are like me, who are trying to find an image, click on it, can't find it and then back out. But they're like, ah, we got, a, we got traffic to our, to I our mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think or, you know, they're just scrolling down through there and they're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's kind of what I was looking for. Blam. Right. Yeah. But it is weird in an uncurated search selection. But I mean, that's, I don't know. That's kind of how I shop in real life sometimes. Sure. Like, I'm just going around and being like, oh, that's cool. I should buy that. Yeah. Right? Like, very impulsive, like, <laughs> with certain things, you know? Just like, oh, I'm not a person that sits down often there are examples um one i'm currently in the middle of it's driving me crazy but like uh usually i'm not like sitting down going oh i need to have exactly this and i'm looking for this feature and i want that uh normally i'm like oh that's cool i should get that again and it's usually price based because i'm usually not a person that spends lots of money on shopping things so that approach is like fine if you're spending like twelve dollars you know what i mean uh. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess sometimes you just need like if you're going for an idea. I guess what it really is, it's really you have the an, idea of a thing, but no specific yeah. thing in mind. Yeah. Well, an ideas board is what it is, right? Of like, hmm. how can I start piecing together something in this? Uh, yeah, and use it for something else. You know, kind of like uh, <clears throat> if you don't know where to start. Yeah, that's true. Aaron, do you Pinterest at all? Have you ever been on there? 
Yeah. I hear it's good for wedding planning. So do you have like so we've does Shelby have like seven thousand boards? No, so we we've looked at a lot of stuff. Um Pinterest is nice in a sense, but the problem is that there is so many things and that there's a lot of uh those kind of sites that can take you and off direct you and like if I try to use something for my class at some point, but then it's just like eh, there's way too much stuff or there's like everything that's not exactly what you need. So I I have used it and we have looked at it, but the Pinterest of now is a little bit different than the Pinterest of like not say back in the day. But we we just haven't used it that much because it, it, there is a lot of good things, but it kind of gets oversaturated with sure. like the actual content of what we're looking for. No, that's true. I think the you are right in that it's like almost an overexposure of stuff because like yeah. it, it's just overwhelming. Like there's so many things on there and you mm-hmm. kind of get overwhelmed. Like I just wanted this one thing and I hate it for teaching too. Cause like sometimes for geography, right? I'm like, Oh, I need this map. Right. Oh, and I click on an image and go to the site and it's like a Pinterest thing. And you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then you click on it again. Download it. Yeah. Well, then you click on it again, and it takes it like somebody's like weird teachers pay teacher store, or, like oh. some other weird weird thing. Like, <sighs> guys, I just need a map, a blank map of South America. I'm not paying for that. That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it it is weird to think that like oh, as endless as Google is, like things like that. That when you try to type in like blank principal map of Africa. And it's like, oh, look at all these things. It's, oh, but it, you have to pay for it. Or, oh, here's Pinterest. And it's like a grainy thing that you have to go to someone's website and subscribe and then pay for it. It's like, I don't just, I just yeah, really want annoying. a map. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, it just needs to be a blank political map, guys. That's all I want. Surely there's one out there. There is, but you have to, you do have to find the right. You have to click on like four different images to be like, aha, this one <laughs> is a usable thing for me. Hooray. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am uh, updating my profile picture on my Pinterest account that apparently I have. Um, (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) How exciting. I don't know. I don't know why. It should be a picture of you scrolling Pinterest. Uh, It's now me drinking out of a coffee cup. Uh, there you go. Huh? Man, I also, I've not been in here in a in a hot minute. My goodness. Oh, I know. I think I technically have one because I think I had to sign up for like a college class and I never deleted it. Oh. I probably don't know how to sign into it, but I know it exists. I've been on there before, and it's just like a bunch of random nonsense. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Yes, it is a thing. Susan loves it. She uses it for like recipe stuff. You know? Oh yeah. So it's really good for that. I've been reliably fed for the past like literally every year of our marriage because of Pinterest. So, like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> You know, I guess you can only throw so much shade because like some of the recipes she finds on there are so good. Like, I can't, I can't even. So it's really good for recipe hunting. That's true. Because that would be a good way to use it, right? Like, uh-huh. you just look at the picture of the thing, and the one you want, you click on, and there's the recipe. Boom. Done. That makes sense, right? But, like, trying to use it for, like, some certain other things, it's like so possible. <laughs> like, I don't... yeah, I think that's but, yeah, it doesn't really follow the the typical um, uh, uh, like search engine, search right? Engine. Like yeah, formatting. Exactly. Yeah, it's not not how it works. Yeah, but again, if you're looking just for, if you're just looking for like new food ideas, and you go like, oh, I want like you know whatever, type in like Greek recipe boom list of like 20 billion you scroll down to find what looks cool and you click on it and say oh okay let me try that or yeah. like oh that'd be cool right and 
if you're looking for new egg sandwich recipes, right? You scroll through there. <laughs> You're looking, uh-huh. you're looking for new ways to looking for new ways to have eggs in your life, right? You want to say, man, I need to eat eggs a slightly different way. Uh, you can <laughs> just go through there, find a whole bunch of different recipes that have eggs in them. Boom, boom, your new favorite egg sandwich. Just a click away on Pinterest. Yeah, doing soda proud. That's why. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> okay, now, okay, sorry. You, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I am going to search uh, Pinterest for eggs. Oh, please do. Live. <laughs> Live in the Live. studio. Here we go. <laughs> right. My goodness. <laughs> Did I spell egg right? Oh, I mean, my gosh. most of these, most of these deal with egg salad sandwiches. Oh. However. Also good, but ooh, ooh, okay, uh, okay. So anyway, uh, fried <laughs> egg grilled cheese sandwich. Yo, see that? Look at that. That's where most of these are finding. They're like fried egg sandwiches and, and grilled cheese and stuff. I think generally, egg sandwich eggs are fried. Not always. We use the baked ones. Right. We've gone back to sandwiches for breakfast. Just FYI. Important update. Okay. I have begun eating egg sandwiches <laughs> on the regular. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like we we I mean when I say we, Susan makes them uh in like uh she like bakes them in this like it looks like a muffin tin, but giant. Huh. Right? And you put the eggs in there. And she bakes them, and then we put them on <clears throat> little English muffins, and then just like throw them in the fridge. And then in the morning, you just take them out, throw them on the little panini grill thing or whatever. Boom, done. Sure. It's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> so, there you go. Excellent recipe. Highly recommend. Just, yeah, it's great. We just keep it in like a like a nine by thirteen pan thing with like a lid on it, you know? Uh huh. Because we make a whole bunch, and then cause she's been eating them too, and we just take them out, throw them on there, done. Chamling <clears throat> your inner pony boy. Yes, and crew. Yes, and crew <laughs> doing the soda egg sandwich thing. So yep. there you go. Soda. Man, have you uh have you guys been watching much of the uh Olympics uh these days? Uh yeah, the past couple of days I have because I didn't have to work yesterday. So I have been sitting down at night sort of watching them. And watch them in the morning a little bit. Uh-huh. Like while I'm drinking my coffee, because there's you know there's generally nothing on in the morning to watch at like six o'clock. So <laughs> yep. So I've been watching some of that. That's what so I have. Airman, what about you? Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, not not really. I've, I watch the highlight stuff online, but I we, we don't have like TV TV, so I can't sit down and like watch it. But I, I've definitely been catching up with like with the highlights thing. Oh. Yeah, we had to. Uh, we paid for a uh, uh, NBC's Peacock Plus. Which is an yes. awful name. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, and yeah, we've been watching the the highlights. One, uh, they have these feeds. They're not for every sport, but they're the um, they're just the the video with none of the commentary. And I, that's weird. Love these so much because you know, right? Like. There's just a camera. There's just the cameras there that they, they they just send the feed out to all the news organizations, and they talk over it, right? Like there's like NBC. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess there CNN's cameras aren't there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's the Olympic cameras or whatever. Exactly, and so it's just that, and you know, somewhere down the processing line, they're going to have things to talk over them on, but instead, you just get like 
the audio from like the ice rink or trying to make <coughs> some of the ambient sounds too. It is really cool. <laughs> like what sports have that? Uh, so far we have seen it with uh, mostly ice skating. Um, and then we did see one with some of the ski jumps. Uh, oh, and then there's one with snowboarding. Snowboard did one. Uh, okay. And they're just r- really random. And I, I, what, what I think may happen is they may put that up immediately once it goes live. And then they may come back and process it, take that out, change it back out for something. Because I haven't been able to refine a few of them. So yeah, <clears throat> well, yeah, it might be like if it's if it's something that's on like in a weird time here. Yeah, you know, and then they're gonna show it like it's the live version, and if they're gonna broadcast it, like you know, in an hour or two, they might just like throw it up so you can see it. But I think. <clears throat> A lot of Olympic sports are so bizarre yeah. <laughs> that I, I, some of them, it would be really bad if there was no commentary because I'd be like, I literally have no idea what I'm watching right now. I can't <laughs> like sometimes the commentary in these, these like really esoteric sports that I have no context and I only see them during the Olympics. It's really helpful to have the commentary because I literally don't know what's happening. Now I find that it's, that happens to me more often in the summer Olympics, right? Because the winter Olympics just like doesn't have as many events. You know, I feel like I feel like the event count is way below the summer oh. Olympic one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just like twelve thousand different versions of figure skating slash ice dancing, and then like some other stuff. But like, so it's not quite as bad. But I still feel like it would be very helpful uh, to have some commentary on a sport that I have never seen before. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And like some of the particulars about like, uh, you know, the uh, like the large or the normal hill ski jumps. uh, Oh, yeah. Of like their base. It's not all about distance, right? Like the. They they get plus or minus points depending on the uh, the wind direction, and so, yeah, and so they have to overcome that with different distances. And a lot of this stuff is you're right, like maybe not the mechanics, but a lot of the back end calculation, like ski jumping. Sure, you go down a big you know hill and then you jump and see how far you go. But also, <laughs> yeah, just, I was watching that either this no, it was this morning, I think. Some of the large chill, the second round was this morning. Yeah. And they were saying about that, the wind calculation thing. And it's like all this data they've been making for like one ski jump hill in like Austria or something or somewhere in Europe for like 15 years or something. That's how they've created their algorithmic uh, calculations for what the score should be if it's a crosswind or a tailwind or a headwind, like all this stuff. I was like, what (laughs) oh my gosh exactly yeah so by the time they land they already know okay he jumped into these kind of wind conditions at this angle at this speed and he went yeah and he went this far so that means his score is this you're like it's not just as simple as he jumped this far which it used to be because this morning they also showed like ski jumping footage from like the 1940s or something (laughs) and it's the it's very astoundingly different like shockingly so yeah my goodness i can't even imagine oh i i like to see what we've been watching some of this stuff and i don't know you know generally when during the competitions when they're kind of going getting up through the the quarterfinals or semifinals or whatever they always start with um not always but they typically start with the not as high ranked competitors Right. Yeah, they kind of go in a re- re- reverse-ish order, right? Yes. And it's very fun to watch that progression. So, like the first couple, pe- first group of people you see, and then like the last group of people, where you're just like, okay, because it's one of the things. Like, like let's just go with ski jumping. I don't know. Uh, they all look like they're doing an amazing thing. There's like these little flying squirrels on ice uh, going through the the the, the, the air. Uh, the, but then you watch the last couple people, and you're like, my 
goodness, they def they eke out every last centimeter. <laughs> yeah, they like land at the bottom of the Wow. How? how did you how did you jump thirty feet further than that other guy? What the heck? Yeah. And you're just left there being like, okay, okay, I definitely yeah, I I this gives me a little bit of context now about uh what's what sets these people apart. Um or I was watching um uh, the uh, men's ten thousand uh oh what's called the uh skating uh race uh, oh yeah 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 this long track yeah long track right, I watched where, some of that the other yeah, day yeah where the Italian guy broke his own world record that he set last year uh and the guy that he was racing did like his third or second personal best and still did an amazing job and still managed to podium but the gap between these two guys is just <laughs> immense and you really got to see yet again of like wow these are the you know top of their sport competitors um and you can still see this kind of difference between them on this day yeah the long track speed skating is definitely really crazy it's like i don't know i don't know what it is this year but like i've been drawing a lot of maybe it's because i literally just saw the summer olympics like five months ago sure uh and that never happens you know this is a very like extra weird thing but like Uh like the long track pursuit deal i was just like well this i watched this this was the cycling right uh-huh. like <laughs> the speed skating events are just indoor cycling right like that <laughs> no you're right i was like whoa it is it's the same camera angle it's the same idea it's made it much easier for me to understand what was happening um because <clears throat> i've yeah. watched it before but not very like intently you know so it was definitely kind of i made that stark like this revelation hit me yeah whoa <laughs> see exactly some of the summer and wintertime analog between these uh, yeah i've really enjoyed watching the uh yeah cross-country thing. skiing is also just outdoor cycling by the way just anyway no, it really <laughs> is. like oh if this was a bike this i, I, I guess. uh no uh no analog for the uh biathlon uh ski and shoot um what <laughs> uh i don't know why but i really like to watch that oh, like fun. It's cra- It's like the most hectic thing oh, it's in the world because like you missed the shot and you have to do the penalty lap and you do the yeah. thing and it's like all this 700,000 different... It's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> Makes it wonderful. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say one of the things that I've really appreciated uh, is also some things that they've done is um, they've been uh, sending down I don't know if they've done this in, in years past. I really haven't paid that much attention, but I've been watching these specifically where they send down a cameraman to do the course. Uh, and so you can watch it first person about what the competitors oh, really? see as they go down. Oh, I haven't seen one of those yet. I'll see if I can. I did that. Down. They do that with like a, they did that with, I saw one of the, like this downhill skiing ones. Yeah, I've seen that before uh, with that. I saw the one on like a Super G was the one of the ones that I saw. And then yeah. just Oh, they do it with the the sliding stuff usually. Yes. Yeah. Or like um bobsled in the luge. And yeah, which is a sliding sport, which is what I just said. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I was giving an another example. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that's been fun to see and talk to it, especially watching it with the kids and being able to point out like this is what this person sees. So when we watch the other angle, just remember about like how fast this is actually going. <laughs> like, cause it's hard to pick up on that sometimes. Of like that is the, the amount of reaction time that these people well, don't have. And the camera definitely does not show like with the downhill skiing, just how stupidly steep that hill is. Oh my right? gosh. Like the camera does not do a good job. So when you see the first person when you're like, oh my God, how how are they alive? Yeah. No, I think I think that uh I think about the one time in my life I went snowboarding, it's like, nope, I'm out. Done. <laughs> yeah, and to think that they are descending at like eighty five miles an hour. Uh which some of these guys were clocked at 85 90 miles an hour going downhill and just oh, like over blind crest and around corners and i was just like 
no. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like my knees firmly attached to the rest of my body. That's all. Yeah, I, I just like my knees. That's all, that's all I like. I mean, <laughs> oh man, no kidding. I'm pretty, uh, pretty uh, <clears throat> happy with that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a lot. So anyway, I've been, I've been really enjoying that for sure. Yeah. It's harder to watch the Olympic, the winter ones always because like just the time, cause you know, I, I'm off in the summer, so I watch the, like all of the summer Olympics and I just can't do that in the winter time. Like I just don't, you know, <clears throat> and there's a, like, I just don't really like figure skating and I can't always, sometimes I just don't want to watch it because uh-huh. <laughs> that's all that's on all the time. <clears throat> but like, so it is it is sometimes harder just to like watch it because of the timing stuff. But you know, it's I've been trying to watch it more this year cuz there was like I keep I guess I just normally I really like Olympic things. We discussed this uh a few months ago, obviously. Uh-huh. And like but I guess I they keep mentioning the like the last Winter Olympics in like South Korea or whatever. I think I just didn't watch like literally any of that. Because I keep forgetting that it happened. <laughs> and I don't know what in the world I was doing. I don't know what was going on, but I don't know if I watched any of it. I I can I can definitely tell you that I have no memory or recollection of the last one. Uh so I don't know what happened. And I don't know why I didn't watch it. But like I don't think I watched any of it. Which is just really strange for me to do. So I don't really know what happened in my life. <laughs> Aaron, did you watch it? The last one in South Korea? Do you remember this happened? Or are you like all of us? And be like, I, I, I remember it happening, but as far as like watching it, I don't recollect. But that also brings me to kind of like a thought of like, in, in your mind or in your eyes, is the Winter Olympics popular? Like, I know that's kind of like a weird question. But like when you think of Olympics, my thought always goes to summer Olympics, but like the winter Olympics is always, to me, is always kind of like overshadowed, but it, it, it's, it's fascinating to watch. But at the same time, it's like, I, I can't get into this sport. I'm sorry, but like, Oh, watch someone swimming. And it's, it's a different vibe. No, I think you are correct. I feel like the winter Olympics is always less popular, at least in the United States. And the Summer Olympics. I'm sure that's very different if you live in like Sweden or Norway, right? Where you've won your yeah. country who's won like seven million Winter Olympics gold medals and like two Summer Olympic medals. So, True. yeah. But I think so. I find that there's a lot more. I don't know, but I agree with you. I generally like watching the Summer Olympics more. And I don't know if that's because it is summer and I have time to enjoy it. Maybe that's just a me personally thing. Or I don't know, this summer I definitely did. And I really enjoyed watching the... It's also a variety thing. Right? I feel like in the Winter Olympics there's only a couple different kinds of sports. And there's just like, there's a whole bunch of cross-country skiing. There's a whole bunch of figure skating. There's hockey. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, like, (laughs) there's downhill skiing, slash snowboarding, cross-country skiing. Freestyle skiing. What? Yeah, but it's downhill. That one's crazy, though. When you actually sit and watch it, like, how does, what? Um, You know. Without going into like all the different kinds, I know I'm over generalizing, but like, I feel like in the summer there's lots of like I don't know there's there's track and field, there's the rowing events, there's the cycling stuff, there's the indoor cycling stuff, there's the the swimming, there you know all that stuff. So like the gymnastics, the crazy weird random things like rock climbing, which I really enjoyed watching this summer. Oh, plus the <clears throat> like, the archery, and then you've got like. The dressage, which is weird to see in the Olympics. The horse thing is, I can't, I still can't believe that they don't give the horses medals. I'm still a little upset about that. Um, But there's no like, you know, there's no like winter 
you know, I think if they did something like a winter, like pentathlon, mm. you know, that would be yeah. really cool. Yeah. Something that's like bigger, you know, like there's a whole bunch of like encompassing multiple things or like, I don't know, because like, I'm not taking away things from the winter Olympics. Like sliding sports are insane. Right. Like I like watching bobsledding. You know what I mean? Cause it's just, oh, yeah. that's the craziest thing in the world, man. Like what the heck? But again, I just, I think the number of sports that you do in the winter, there's just less of them. You know what I mean? Because you're very constricted by the, the temperature and the environment, like the snow and ice thing. <clears throat> there's only so many sports you can do in that. Whereas in the summer, there's like, it feels like, again, I don't know if this is actually true or just my like perception but the variety feels bigger in the summer. But I think you might be on something there. Yeah, I definitely agree that when I think Olympics, definitely think of summer. And then Winter Olympics is always, in my mind, always kind of like a, oh, ha, ha. It's also a thing. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not fair because they're just yeah. good athletes and whatever. But but I mean, I like it. Like, not necessarily, but I feel like, but yeah. yeah, but I just feel like there's less to like. Like there is, there's a you know what I mean? Yeah, like 100 percent less to like. But there's it is it is, it, it's all basically very very similar, same stuff with slight variations. Like when we were watching, and we've watched the highlights with the kids showing them the difference between skeleton luge and bobsled, and even Lillian was like, "Are these on the same track?" And I was like. Yes, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are all. I mean, they can open gates and stuff, and you know, I think bobsled's a the little bit. Bobsled longer. starts from a different spot, but like, yeah, they start differently. But yes, this section of the track, this corkscrew that you're seeing right now, we have watched that in two other times where someone was going on their mm. stomach and then on their back, and now they're in a little car, right? <laughs> yeah, and like, because and you know, like downhill skiing. I don't really know the difference between like normal downhill, super G, whatever. Like I don't, they're going really fast downhill. Like I, I understand there is a difference as somebody who doesn't, as somebody who only sees these sports broadcast to them during the winter Olympics. I don't really understand appreciably the difference between them. You know what I mean? Like, right. So like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like you go around a thing on skates, you go around a thing on skis, you go down a thing on skis, you go down a thing on a sled, uh, you play hockey. You know what I mean? Like, or you do like ice gymnastics. That's, (laughs) that's the variety is just less. It's not, again, it's not worse. And there are like, like you said, I'm not taking away anything from like winter sports athletes. I think they're fantastic. It's really fun and interesting. And like, it is really cool that like, cause like I said, these are sports that are not generally just broadcast to a very large audience, right? Like you're not really seeing ski jumping just like on a random Saturday, you know? So like being able to showcase that I think is important because that is a sport that's like, it's nuts. You know what I mean? And it's a very high degree of skill. It's really cool to watch. (laughs) But like... So I think the Olympics are important for that reason. That's why I like them for sort of in general, as you do get to see this other variety, especially somebody who lives in the United States, and you're just bombarded with like, football, baseball, basketball. All the time. (laughs) And it's so boring. (laughs) Right? Right. watching somebody do like moguls is crazy yeah. and it's like whoa that's so cool it's so different <laughs> but like as an olympics there's just i just wish there were more olympic events in the wintertime i think that's what i'm getting at here i wish there were more cool winter sports to watch <laughs> on television it would make the whole winter olympics even better i think yeah. that's what i'm getting at way more winter sports Bring yeah. back, I saw a list this week. I texted to Susan of like winter Olympic sports that don't exist anymore. And, and there's some doozy on the thing. Uh, <laughs> like, 
Oh, here it is. Uh, first of all, first of all, can somebody explain to me why dog sled racing is not an Olympic sport? Bro. What? <laughs> what a missed opportunity this is. <laughs> why is there no <laughs> dog sled racing? Uh. That would be perfect Olympic sport. Uh, right? That just needs to happen. Or, okay, some of these are kind of boring, actually, now that I think about it. Skijoring was the other one, though, which is basically, imagine wakeboarding, but instead it's uh, a dude getting pulled behind a horse on skis. That's what this what? sport appears to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and snowshoeing, right? Imagine, like, that'd be like the long distance event that'd be cool yeah. but i do think there needs to be some kind of like pentat there used to be a winter pentathlon apparently but these sports included cross-country skiing shooting downhill skiing fencing and horseback riding what? so i feel like we cross out fencing and horseback riding no we got to get two more different no fencing is not a they have that in the summer olympics fencing Dude, on fence. horseback in the snow Boom. no that's dumb yeah. no i feel like cross-country skiing good you could maybe do you could do like biathlon right cross country skiing and shooting downhill skiing then we got to get some different events in there because like maybe like a like a long track skating or something i don't know but fencing and horseback riding have to get off that list because that's just not really very not very wintry snowboarding <laughs> Uh, snowboarding like a like a big like just the downhill skiing yeah. right yeah i think so i, I, think I figure like a downhill maybe not like the giant slalom no so i figure you should cross-country ski you should definitely downhill ski what else would you do i think the, the slalom, in your in your giant slalom would be good i think you okay yeah uh but then it's like what are you gonna have him do like I don't think you're going to put them on a sliding sport like bobsled. Yeah, because that's too specialized. Too specialized. They're not doing skeleton. Uh, they're not doing ski jumping. Uh, True. Well, they not, could do ski jumping. I guess they could. Like yeah. the small hill. Yeah. Because I mean, you train for this. You don't just like show up and do it. Right? Like I'm not rocking up the Olympics being like it's winter pentathlon time, boys. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I will say something that uh, they've done. I think they've done recently has been um, uh, mixed uh, uh, competitions. Have you seen now? Those are cool. I saw they've been bringing more of those in. That is exciting because number one, it's more to watch, and it's just a cool thing, right? Like it's neat. Yeah, I have been I've been really enjoying those, and I think part of that of making trying to do these more more team based. Uh, especially the scores and the points that come in with these have been really, yeah, that, those are fun. I really enjoy those. Yeah, I think that's true. They're, they're more team oriented and they're just more inclusive in general, which is just good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw like kind of the summer they did that like mixed team like triathlon relay, which I was like, what? <laughs> what? <Is> this? <laughs> but like I saw. Yeah, I know they had mixed team. They did. They have a mixed team uh, curling, which I mean, of course, why would you not? Of course, I saw one. I can't remember what it was. It was the uh, aerials. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, we actually. And it confused me because there was only three people on the team, and I was like, "Why is it not four? That seems weird." Anyway, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they also did mixed um, uh, uh, jumping, doing the the normal hill jump. I think they said they had a mix. Oh, did they? I missed yeah, that one. I think they, I think they did that one. But yeah. Again, I like this. But you should be able to do like a mixed. Surely, there's got to be a mixed like cross country relay. Because I just watched the women's like literally before we recorded the women's like 5K cross country relay, which is the most insane. Like, there was some terrible tactics in that race. Let's just say that. Um, <clears throat> because it is just basically cycling. I was like, guys, why are you not going with the breakaway move? What are you doing? It's too short to let them sit out there in the front. Anyway, I guess. <laughs> not that we were telling them how to do their job. No, I can't. I'm not, because I can't ski, remember? So, like, I'm not going to tell Sweden how to ski, all right? I'm sorry. Sorry. 
I would never do that. <clears throat> yeah. No, that would be bad news. But I mean, that would be another good opportunity for a mixed like event, exactly. which would be really cool because those 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 big relay team events are really cool, right? Like they're super intense. <laughs> like they're, they're like some of the most intense events in the whole thing. Are those like big team? Like you said, the big team aspect where everybody's doing. I think it was like a yeah, it's like that whole thing. So like. <laughs> They're real tight. They're really intense. It's mixed for interesting sports watching. You know what I mean? So I think those would be, those are good opportunities to expand your winter sports lineup. Still thinking about uh, this pentathlon thing. uh, IOC, we expect our uh, check in the mail. Uh, True. You know, I am still waiting to hear back from, uh, 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 oh man, my brain just went completely, uh, Silent, uh, dead on this. Wow. Um, my goodness. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Hallmark. I'm still waiting. Oh right, yeah, Hallmark. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, maybe, that's that's an old episode, man. Come on. Maybe I should waiting. Follow them. That's true. Plus, oh, I will say also, uh, one thing that they are trying to do, uh, at least I've noticed, is you know they they're having the commentators in there where they're not just like the boring, like sports reporters anymore. They're like the people who normally report on snowboarding, uh, or whatever who do like during the other season. I, I don't know if, if you've paid attention to this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we were watching one and my goodness, this guy's definitely used to like, uh, talking over like the X games, uh, <laughs> the way he was coming out at it, <laughs> and it would just threw me off because I was like, "That's not how Olympic reporting is supposed to be." And he's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, it is." Have, that's literally my favorite thing about the Summer Olympics is Rowdy Gaines' uh, swimming commentary, because like nobody gets as excited about swimming as that man, right? He's just like literally screaming at like, "Oh my!" Like. <laughs> Exactly. That's the kind of that's what you need to come to. That's how you get excited. You need that color commentary to get you going, right? Well, I th- I think it's important too, and I like how they're they're bringing in more people who are like uh, actually know what the heck they're watching too. That's because I need their expertise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and who who do this? Who commentate and and report on the sport during other times of the year? Um, is very helpful too. <clears throat> yeah, because they know about like. I noticed that, like, apparently these NBC people have been commentating on some, like, other cross-country skiing races because they were, like, really talking about, like, the strength of, like, all, all these people. Like, like, that's cool that you know who these people are and you can communicate to me that this is a big deal. They're, like, they're in third because I wouldn't know that otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, I think that's the other thing, too, of just how technical most of the Winter Olympics are um, as far as, like, scoring and points. Now, I could be wrong, but I feel like they're not... It's like, when it comes to... Uh, they're not as bad as the Summer Olympics for points. Like, you, you really have to pay attention and know why certain things are happening uh, and where the point scores are coming from for the winter versus most of the uh, summer sports. Yeah, no, that's true. Because like, like you, there are, some of them are like just really strange. Like again, the poster child for strange Olympic sports, the biathlon. Uh-huh. I, like, <laughs> like what? What? I need to know about these things because I don't understand what's happening at the time. Like, I mean, I've watched it enough now that I know because I always tried to watch that sport because it's just so fascinating to me. Like little tiny things make huge differences in there. And it's crazy, but like, yeah, it's very nuanced. I think a lot of them are much more nuanced. So there's like these little teeny things that happen that make it just crazy. So, yes. I'm going to come up with an official submission for winter pentathlon. I'm going to think about this. Because I'm having trouble here. We're going to watch some more Olympics. And I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Uh, what, what, what would you suggest? 
for a winter Tathlon edition. Okay, we need to add. I feel like we need cross country skiing, downhill skiing, and like some sort of skating, like speed skating event. That's three. Mm. What else for? I I think um, you ever seen those videos where people go and they like skate on top of like a lake in like Norway or something, like like and do like some uh, what is it called? outside like skating like on like legit ice not yeah fake ice or anything like that so do like some uh, some mountain skiing or some mountain skating sorry and <laughs> then let's do let's do some good old pond hockey let's get some mystery <laughs> laps in here and um just just have, have a bunch of things people outside just you know skating and playing I- some just like bruiser on bruiser hockey and call it a day that's that's what i think i will say another thing on this list hold on let me pull it back up here i closed it down uh another sport that is no longer an olympic sport and was only an olympic sport for a very short time i believe where to go here it is Yeah, it's only uh, its last medaled event was 1948. Ooh. Uh, they uh, used to be alpinism. So like winter climbing. Ooh. Hey. Right. You know what? Yeah. <clears throat> that needs to happen. Right. Now, it does say that alpinism is one of the most hazardous sports to ever be part of the Olympics. Look. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. But I feel like if it needs to be like reworked somehow, because we did just add sport climbing to Summer Olympics. I feel like there needs to be some, some sort of equivalent for the Winter Olympics. I think that would be very interesting. I don't know exactly what you would do, right? Because you can't. It's a really hard one to do, and you you can't rely on like actual outside weather climbing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but like, try to figure out a way to kind of simulate that kind of environment into like a winter sport climbing. I think that'd be really cool. Like, that'd be interesting. <clears throat> That'd be a good one. So, yes, yeah. I think that. I mean, as yeah, that would be really dangerous, and it would be so hard to uh, predict um, with weather and uh, making it predictable between. <laughs> uh, I guess not predictable, but a uh, repeatable. Between, repeatable is the problem, right? Like. Uh, but because like I you could there like it's definitely possible for you to create a simulated like ice fall, right? Like a, a frozen waterfall environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's not repeatable in that like it would not be the same for every competitor. <laughs> ice climbing. Ice climbing. Yeah. Yes. That's what yeah. you need. Oh. Yeah, but I mean what I'm saying is like you could freeze I could freeze thirty feet of water on the side of a building. Yeah. Right. But like, can I repeat it in the same way? No. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. No. That's a little bit. Yeah. That's a little bit janky, right? And you can't rely on the weather because remember the Vancouver Olympics and like when was that? Twenty ten or whatever. Yeah. What it was like? They were like, "There's literally no snow on the snowboard thing because it's the warmest winter in Vancouver ever." Like, oh. Crap. Well, <laughs> well, but China, China solved all of that. All of their snow is fake. You know that. <clears throat> all of it. Yeah. Which is which is crazy when you're watching something and then the camera pans out and it's like this white blotch in the middle of a brown mountain and you're like, oh, that's right. None of this is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but again. That's not exactly repeatable for every potential host of the Olympics, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) 
like without getting too geopolitical here, China has a lot of excess money to burn to make this look good because it behooves them to do so at the center of a national audience with all their current goings on. Right. So like they worked extra hard to put it on this face of like, Oh, look how great everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you had the winter Olympics in Finland, not exactly the same situation, right? Like, wow, you know, I'm saying, like, <clears throat> but yeah, that's the other weird. That's the other weird part is that it's hard to have outdoor winter Olympic events because the outdoor winters are different. Let's just be <laughs> honest, right? Like, <laughs> uh. It's a little hard with the to make continual it, yeah. global climate fluctuations well, to have reliable snow for downhill snowboarding events. Like it's and I guess <laughs> that maybe why all the the scoring for Winter Olympics is so difficult because they had to try and come up with a way to make this standardized uh, across um, conditions for the people who are competing. I mean, that's true, too, because, like, it is, like, when, with, like, a, even with just something like the skiing World Cup circuit, right? <clears throat> if you're skiing in, <clears throat> let's say, what, you're skiing in Canada, France, Russia, Japan. Yeah. Right? Like, that. that's infinitely different conditions <laughs> every single race, you know? <clears throat> so you do have to have some kind of scoring thing, right? Like, to make it make sense and to make it kind of even out, right? That's what you see in those like big things that do that all the time. Right? It's like like Formula One. That's why it's so bizarre, and they have all these like really crazy rules because they have to like sort of try to accommodate like all the twenty thousand different racetracks they go to. Yep. Right when you're going on twenty thousand different mountains, you know, mountain in Italy is not the same as a mountain in Sweden. Yeah. Right. They're trying to make like, it repeatable and comparable so that someone's score in one condition is directly comparable <laughs> to someone else's score. In yeah. That's- Which is kind of weird. Like they kind of talk around that sometimes you're like, cause they're like, Oh man, they did so good on this hill last time. You know, it's kind of weird. They're not doing so good here. You're like, well, well, I mean, not really because like, <laughs> Maybe the snow conditions were different, or the mountain oh, yeah. conditions were different, or the weather conditions. There's just like infinite variables for an outside sporting event that can, you know, be different from place to place. And a person can excel in one and then struggle in another one. But I mean, that's part of the challenge of being an athlete in that event, right? Yeah. Is coping with all those different weather events, right? It's the same thing in like cycling, right? Because, like, like you know, a mountain in France and the mountain roads in Italy is also not the same. So, like, you have to be able to cope with those different environments. But that does make judging the sport much more difficult. Where at least variables are... You can make them smaller in something like short track speed skating right the ice and stuff will still be different but like because every building is going to have like their freezing system is going to be different but it's less different than and mountainside you know and mountainside yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no that's a good point and i think yeah that's so what we've concluded is that um we need more Variation, uh, and uh, they need to uh, bring back climbing. Uh, uh, yes, and I'm going to come up with a winter pentathlon. Winter pentathlon—that's the homework for next time. <coughs> uh, finally, design the ultimate winter pentathlon. Ultimate winter pentathlon. Okay. That's okay. our homework. I like that. Okay, homework. Fine, uh, <laughs> winter. We can combine that into what are your actual favorite 
Olympic sports. Winter Olympic sports for next time. Design winter pentathlon. And top five? Yeah. So you have some time to think about that a little bit. And even if you don't have time to watch, you kind of have seen them before so you know which ones you like so we can kind of cheat it that way and like if you don't have a lot of time IOC website where they have them all listed out you can- oh that's true they do have them all there plus you can watch some highlights there and catch up on it yes you know okay this is good Aaron does that sound okay does that sound kosher for you Aaron I was sitting there with the button off sorry yeah that's <laughs> I was like, he had the same problem I had last week. I went to click the button and I started talking and then I was like, it's still flashing. Oh no, I didn't click it firmly. enough. <laughs> did not do that correctly. Yeah, I did it wrong. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. I like it. Look at that. A semblance of a plan. Kablam. Challenge accepted. We're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, thank you all very much. And, you uh, betcha. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be a little bit for, for us, it'll be a little bit longer uh, recording time, but listeners will have no idea due to the magic of technology. That's true. Man, they have no idea that Colin hasn't left for his trip. Oh, I, <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? They'll never know. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, love you guys. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we'll, uh, we'll do this again soon. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.